Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there? I hope you're doing fine because I'm doing great. I'm raring to go. Episode 17. The name of episode 17 is Injury Impact. The name of episode 17 is Injury Impact. And, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. It was a sad, sad situation the other night. But we're going to save that a little bit, a li- save that for a little bit later on, people. Because All Things Basketball Podcast has its first tribute. All Things Basketball Podcast has its first tribute. And, of course, we're going to have many, many more tributes because we're not going anywhere. We're just transcending up, and we're going to keep getting better and better and getting more listeners to the fold, and everything is beautiful. But before we do all of that, you got to tap in, baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and also tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you have good, if you need good training, hit that email button and we'll get right back to you. All right, it's nice outside and hey, we can get out in the park like Coach Luke always says. We don't have to go in the gym. If you want to go in the gym, that's fine too. But as long as we got a basketball in the rim, we can go at it. Well, all right. I'm figuring that we're going to start this episode with our tribute. And our tribute goes to a, a fine gentleman, a fine man, an excellent, excellent ball player for 18 years for the San Antonio Spurs, point guard Tony Parker. We're going to tribute Tony Parker. He just retired a couple of days ago, citing that he can't be Tony Parker anymore on the basketball court. And, you know, most athletes in any sport really know when the time is up. They really know when it's over and it's time to start doing something else with their life and, you know, handling other endeavors, finding new challenges, and et cetera, et cetera. But our tribute today will be uh, for one, Tony Parker, an excellent, excellent baller. I really enjoy watching him. All, you know, he played for 18 years uh, in the NBA. Um, Recently, um, Kimber Walker cited him as being very instrumental in Kimber Walker's jump as far as becoming an all-NBA player this year. Kimber Walker said his tutelage on because he was on the shot, he was backing up uh, Kimber Walker these last two seasons because he had got traded from the San Antonio Spurs to the Charlotte Hornet. So now um, Timber Walker um, has told everyone that, listen, Tony Parker really, really helped me and, pro- and helped me progress my game and tutored me into the type of player that I am, a complete player. Well, Timber Walker's always been an excellent player, but sometimes it takes a veteran to give you a few little pointers to to polish up the rest of your game. And so Kimber Walker really praises the two years that Tony Parker was in the Charlotte building with him. But back to Tony Parker and the tribute. He's just a wonderful, wonderful ball player. So we're going to start this tribute by letting everybody know a little bit of history about one Tony Parker. At the age of 16, he became a professional ball player in the FBL. The FBL is the French Basketball League, all right? At the tender age of 16, he became a professional, all right? In his second season, at the age of 17, he grabbed the MVP of the French Basketball League, the FBL. He played for a team called the Paris Basket Racing of the French Basketball League, all right? After he garnered that MVP award in his second season at 17 years old, he got a lot of accolades from the NBA. He came over and he tried out at the NBA Combine. He was then drafted in 2001 
with the 28th pick in the first round by the San Antonio Spurs. He went on to have an excellent, excellent career with the San Antonio Spurs. He garnered four NBA championships along the way. So he's an NBA champion four times over. Okay? He's been on all NBA teams four different times. He's been on the all-defensive team twice. He's an excellent baller, and he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. And so right here at All Things Basketball Podcast, we want to give a great, great round of applause to one Tony Parker for having an excellent, excellent career. Job well done, Mr. Parker, because, you know, at All Things Basketball Podcast, we really want to give credit where credit is due. And Tony Parker deserves all the credit in the world for the achievements and all of the accolades in the world for everything that he's done, not only on the court, but off the court. He's just an excellent role model, not only in the United States, but abroad, and especially in France, where he's from. They love him over there. They look at him as an icon in France, and he definitely is as far as basketball is concerned. And so we just want to give a great round of applause and give our, our best tribute to one Tony Parker, an excellent, excellent NBA player. And I'll tell you this, one thing that Coach Luke remembers about Tony Parker, you know, everybody in the NBA, everybody in college, uh, high school, AAU, CYO, they use the Euro step. They use the Euro step before they do, they lay the ball up. Well, I'll tell you what, one of the first people that I saw use the Euro step or do it, by the way, is Tony Parker. He's the first guy that I really noticed that would use the Euro step. Now, of course, his teammate, uh, Mano Ginobili, used it very well too, but they're both from overseas. So the thing is, is I really have to give credit to both of those guys, but I really paid attention more to Tony Parker with the Euro step. And now you see guys like James Harden, um, Giannis Attentacupo. Um, I mean, you name it, everybody uses the Euro step. But I really believe I would like, me personally, Coach Luke would like to say that I can remember the first time I saw the Euro step, it came from one Tony Parker. And again, we just want to tribute and give him all of the accolades in the world for a job well done and a career well done and hope, you know, give him all of our blessings on the rest of his life and all the endeavors that he uh, involves himself in. We wish him all the best. Well, we're going to get into episode 17, people. Injury impact. But before we get into episode 17, you got to tap in. You just got to tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram, and you have to tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you guys know what to do. Hit the email button and leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. We'll get right back to you. You know, we'll definitely get back to you on on good uh, good workouts. We got a lot of great coaches, and hey, this is what it's all about. So let's get into episode 17. Clay Thompson's reps are looking for a max deal. They're looking for no less than $190 million for one Clay Thompson. So I guess Clay Thompson's not even waiting for the NBA Finals to be over. Now, I'll tell you right now, the, the existing contract that Clay Thompson is playing under came from the Minnesota Timberwolves via an offer sheet. So, while Clay Thompson was negotiating with Golden State, and Golden State would not budge, the Minnesota Timberwolves slipped in and offered Clay Thompson a nice size offer sheet. Now, once they offered him the offer sheet, Golden State had 15 days to match that offer sheet, which they did. So what Coach Luke is getting at is that 
the existing contract that Clay Thompson is playing under did not come from the team that he's on. It did not come from the Golden State Warriors. It came from the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Golden State Warriors had 15 days to match that offer sheet, and they did. They were very smart to match that offer sheet. So now, Clay Thompson is coming up, and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, Coach Luke, hey, they don't have to give Clay Thompson the max. Well, I've said it in several podcasts now. Yes, you do. You have to give Clay Thompson the max. Look at all that he's done. He's a three-time NBA champion. He's a gold medal winner. All right? He's on, he didn't make the all defensive team this year, but he's made three all defensive teams prior to this. So I believe, you know, all of the things that he's done, you have to give Clay Thompson the max. You can't play around with Clay Thompson and not give him the max at this point. And so what's going on now is that Clay Thompson's representatives are jumping to the fire early. They're not even waiting for the NBA Finals to be over. They're letting it be known that Klay Thompson wants no less, not a penny less, than $190 million, all right? And so he's only $10 million away from what we call a supermax. But guess what? You're not going to belittle him and not give him a max deal this time around. And that goes for any team that's in the NBA. I don't think his representation was just saying that to Golden State. They were putting the whole NBA on notice for one Clay Thompson that he deserves a max deal. And if you're going to talk to us, you better be talking max deal. So that's what's going on with Clay Thompson right now. Clay Thompson's representation is letting it be known. Like I said, they would they didn't even wait for the NBA finals to be over. Clay Thompson's representation is letting it be known that he's in the field or in the business right now of basketball for a max deal. And he definitely deserves it. He's an excellent, excellent player on both ends of the floor. I don't think Golden State would have won one championship without Clay Thompson. And so that's the news coming out of Golden State and Clay Thompson's situation as far as a new contract. R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett, people, he worked out for the New York Knicks the other day, and after his workout, he talked to the reporters that surrounded him, a ton of microphones, a ton of phones. Man, I wish I would have knew where that workout was, because all things basketball, podcasts would have been in the house. But anyway, we're going to get a whole lot of situations and a whole lot of interviews hopefully on June 20th at the Barclays Center because All Things Basketball podcast, again, is in the building for the NBA draft. And we are so excited. We can't wait till next week to show what we got with the rest of the media. So again, uh, let's go back to R.J. Barrett. He had his workout for the New York Knicks. And when the uh, interview process started, R.J. Barrett simply said, excuse me, simply said, I want to be a New York Knicks. I don't want to play anywhere else. I would like the Knicks to pick me with that third pick. I want to be a New York Knicks, and I'm not doing any more workouts for any other teams. That's it. That's the only workout that I'm doing for an actual team. Now, you know, R.J. Barrett had a workout for a bunch of teams, and you at UCLA in California earlier in the month. But, you know, after you have your workout and you bring a bunch of teams in, a lot of the young men like to go from team to team with workouts. Well, R.J. Barrett is not doing that. He had a, he had a workout at UCLA, and the only team that he's visited for a workout and the only team that he's going to visit for a workout was the New York Knicks. And he emphatically said that he only wants to play right now. He's hoping the Knicks 
pick him with the third pick because he wants to be a New York Knicks. And hey, you know Coach Luke feels real good about that. He feel, I feel real good about that. R.J. Barrett is a phenomenal ball player, and he would look great in a Nick uniform. But that's the news with R.J. Barrett. <clears throat> Five-star recruit Trey Mann has committed to Florida, the University of Florida. Boy, Trey Mann is a phenomenal young baller. He's an excellent baller, and I'm telling you people, I really want you guys to get a good look at Trey Mann. I'm going to tell you right now, Coach Luke is a good, good evaluator of talent. There might be uh, better evaluators of talent, but I hold my hat in that ring. And I would like to say right now, that Trey Mann looks to me like a one-and-done player. I don't see him playing more than two seasons at the University of Florida before he jumps to the National Basketball Association, baby. It looks to me like Trey Mann will be playing in the NBA very soon. But anyway, the the news about uh, five-star recruit Trey Mann is that he's committed to the University of Florida. And a lot of people have been waiting to see where Trey Mann would um, go to college at. You know, he's just a phenomenal player. And, and I mean, so many colleges wanted his services. But he is already committed the other day to the University of Florida. And it's just a great, great thing when a young man knows what he wants and he goes for it. And you got to remember one thing about this young man. He's staying home. Trey Mann is a resident of Gainesville, Florida. So he's staying home. So he's going to get all the home-cooked meals from mom that he wants and play basketball and get an excellent education because the University of of Florida is an excellent institution. So Trey Mann will be staying home despite what everybody thought that he might go to North Carolina, he might go to Duke, he's sitting his he's sitting home and staying home and he's going to be at the University of Florida. Well, all right. Tap on in, baby. Tap in all things basketball podcast on Instagram, follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in all things basketball podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button if you need good training. I'm going to tell you, that's all you got to do is hit that email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck, and there's more coaches to come. Coach Luke is looking at resumes every day so we can add more coaches to our situation and get out there and train a lot more people. All right. We got the WNBA recap. The WNBA recap. I tell you, I love the WNBA. And hey, listen, New York Liberty. Come on, man. All Things Basketball Podcast. We're trying to get up in that building. All right? We're trying to do a show right there in Westchester, man. We know where your home court is at. We know where it's at. Let's go. All Things Basketball Podcast. New York Liberty. Let's go. All right, the WNBA recap. We have the defending champion, Seattle Storm, 84, the Indiana Fever, 82, a nail biter. We've got the Washington Mystic, 75, and we got the Connecticut Sun beating the Washington Mystic, 83. We got the Chicago Sky, 82. And we got the Phoenix Mercury, 75. And that's our WNBA recap. That's the WNBA recap. It was three games last night, three phenomenal games, and that's the WNBA recap.
So that's the recap for the WNBA. And I'll tell you what, a lot of people are starting to say about the WNBA that they need a whole lot more media coverage at their games. Well, hey, I'm just a phone call away, WNBA. Hey, we're, we're ready. You know, All Things Basketball Podcast, we'll give it a shot. We'll give you more media. We'll give you more press. <laughs> Coach Luke's just joking, but at the same time, we are ready. We are ready. Once again, tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hit that email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. Raquana Williams of the L.A. Spa is in some hot water, people. Raquana Williams has just recently got a restraining order against her from her former girlfriend. And her former girlfriend is accusing her of pulling a firearm on her uh, and um, beating her up. Now, there hasn't been any suspension of Raquana Williams by the L.A. Spa. Coach Coach, um, Derek Fisher, excuse me, Derek Fisher says he's letting, they're letting, L.A. Sparks, that is, letting the legal process handle itself. In the meantime, Raquana Williams will continue to play ball for the L.A. Sparks. Now, Raquana Williams is an excellent player, an excellent player. i tell you, Coach Luke um, is looking at this a little bit shaky because with all of these um, allegations, alleged though, because nothing has been, you know, um, is in court right now. So she's missing some games, handling the legal process at the same time. But the LA Spark is confident that she'll be cleared of these charges. And so they're still allowing Raquana Williams to play basketball at a high, high level. But um, these uh, allegations are strong allegations. When you have a firearm pulled on you or, uh, uh, you know, um, you have bruises and the young lady has bruises. Now, this is a former relationship. This is a former relationship that Raquana Williams was in. And so this is her ex-girlfriend that have made these claims and also has put out a restraining order. And Raquana Williams is ordered not to come within 90 feet of her ex-girlfriend. So this is very, very alarming news coming out of the L.A. Spark building. But hey, these things happen and you know, uh, you know, it's a sad, sad situation. But you know, this, it, that's how life is. I mean, I can't believe the one thing as a professional basketball player, I don't understand that there's no repercussions from the LA Spark on this. But then again, they probably don't have all of the information to either suspend her or to sit her for a little while. Now, as Coach Luke said before, Raquana Williams has been missing several games going to court for these matters. But, you know, I guess until there's a verdict or a decision in court, the L.A. Spark will continue to let Raquana Williams continue to play basketball at a high level. But this is a very alarming topic. You know, when Coach looked at this, the when Coach Luke looked at the paperwork, that was in front of him. I'm like, wow, this is something, you know, and it's the first that I've heard of it, you know, and maybe you guys have heard of it, but I didn't. And this is really, really alarming. And it's, it's definitely news that, you know, I don't like to spread, but Hey, it's news that we have to put out there because that's what we're in the business to do. And so Raquana Williams uh, of the LA spa is in some hot water. And that's it for the L.A. Sparks and Raquana Williams. Cam Reddish. Now, you know Coach Luke is real high on some Cam Reddish, baby. Cam Reddish is a baller. 6'8", legit 6'8", and he can play some ball. And like I said, he was kind of smothered 
uh, are not smothered, but kind of forgotten in that Duke lineup because, of course, you had you had Zion Williamson and you had R.J. Barrett as staples on that team. But I'll tell you, you need to put Cam Reddish in that mix. And so now we're finding out that the Atlanta Hawks really want to put Cam Reddish in that mix because they're really pushing hard with the number eight pick to get Cam Reddish. And from what I understand, the Atlanta Hawks are willing to trade up and do anything they can to get Cam Reddish's services. And so that's a wonderful thing. Now, Cam Reddish has already had surgery on his core muscle, but it's a six to eight recovery time, six to eight week, I mean, recovery time. And Cam Reddish is a very, very young man. He's only 18 years old. So, I mean, he should definitely be ready by September 15th. But the Atlanta Hawks are very excited about adding Cam Reddish to their team. And they're willing to trade up to do anything they can so that they can get the services of one Cam Reddish in the Atlanta Hawks building. So the Atlanta Hawks are trying to do everything they can to get Cam Reddish in an Atlanta Hawks jersey for this upcoming season. And that's a very smart move on the part of the Atlanta Hawks brass because Cam, like I said, like Coach Luke said, Cam Reddish is an excellent, excellent talent. And he'll never hurt you, but he can always help you. Well, all right. Anthony Davis. The league knows him as AD. The best big man in the NBA. All right. I'm going to let you know, Coach Luke is letting it be known, Anthony Davis is the best big man in the NBA. He's phenomenal. He could do it all. I'm telling you. And now he can hit the three at any time. He's an excellent, excellent baller. He's the best big man in the NBA. And so now what we're finding out is the New Orleans Pelicans and the Los Angeles Lakers are in heated discussions for the services of Anthony Davis. Well, it's never been a secret that the Los Angeles Lakers have wanted Anthony Davis since the end of last year. Now, at the end of last year, it got a little bit messy with Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, Maverick Carter, LeBron James. You know, it, it got a little bit messy the way that they tried to... Um, deal with um, the New Orleans Pelicans as far as the trade. As a result, the trade never happened, and, I mean, feelings was hurt at the end of the day, all right? And so now the new, um, the new president of operations is David Griffin, an excellent, excellent former general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and so now he's heading the negotiations and heading the trade talks with uh, the Laker Brass. And so they're really trying to hammer out a deal for um, the services of Anthony Davis. And now you guys know the Lakers have the fourth pick coming up. And I'm pretty sure the Pelicans are interested in that fourth pick. Well, you know the Pelicans already have the number one pick. And, of course, that's going to be used on Zion Williamson, who's an excellent, excellent, excellent talent. But they definitely want, I know the Pelicans are really pushing to get that fourth pick, and they probably will get that fourth pick. And they not only will get that fourth pick, but they'll get other players in that, in that trade. And so the New Orleans Pelicans and the Los Angeles Lakers are really trying to make this happen you know, before really free agency kicks in. And it's a great, great thing because, you know, from what I understand, AD has a short list. He has a very, very short list of teams. And the Lakers is at the top of his list. And so I think David Griffin uh, um, of the New Orleans Pelicans is reading the tea leaves and saying, hey, let's get him uh, um, out of the building so that we can start anew 
and start with a new nucleus that's led by Zion Williamson and the rest of these young guys instead of going into next season with that same bit of taste that they ended last season with. And so I think it's a great, great thing because David, David, um, I think David Griffin is an excellent, excellent uh, um, president of operations. And he wants to make moves. And the moves that he wants to make are excellent moves. He wants a young nucleus for the New Orleans Pelicans. And again, that's what he's trying to do with the New Orleans Pelicans. He wants to start anew. And so one of the things that he's trying to do is move Anthony Davis as quick as possible. And that's an excellent thing. All right. Injury impact. I know you guys saw the um, game the other night. And I tell you, it really hurt Coach Luke to his heart to see Kevin Durant go down like that. All right. I was telling all my listeners from the very beginning that I really believe that Kevin Durant should not have played. If he didn't play by game three, I just believe Kevin Durant should not have played. But, you know, we don't know. A lot of people are saying it was the organization. A lot of people are saying Kevin Durant wanted to go out there. It probably was a little bit of both. I tell you, people, it probably was a little bit of both. And so whatever it was, KD came out there, and I tell you, he came out there smoking, people. He came out there smoking. He was hitting threes right away. And I said, oh, boy, Coach Luke's pick is in a little bit of trouble because y'all all know Coach Luke is going with the Toronto Raptors to win the NBA championship. And I tell you, I was a little nervous the way KD started off. But then in the second quarter, he went down. And I tell you, the, the, the look on his face, Coach Luke knew that it was very, very serious. And so it's been hush-hush until today. It's really kind of been hush-hush. A lot of people were saying it was his calf muscle. But we're finding out now that Kevin Durant tore his Achilles tendon. He's ruptured his Achilles tendon. All right? And so... You know, a lot of players, I tell you, never recover from a ruptured Achilles tendon. A lot of players return, and they're never the same. And so the Kevin Durant injury is a big, big injury for the NBA. And Coach Luke is going to tell you why. Kevin Durant is the biggest nugget in the free agent market. Now, the NBA has a big free agent market with tons of players, but none of them head the list like Kevin Durant does. None of them head the list like Kevin Durant, all right? And one of the things that's happening is this has hit free agency, and this has hit the draft, and this has hit the NBA real hard when Kevin Durant went down. He's a superstar, and a lot of people believe he's the best player in the game. Well, I say, you know, LeBron James, but it's one and two. Apples and oranges. I'll tell you that. You know, if you say Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA, you won't get an argument from Coach Luke. That's an excellent choice, and it's your opinion. I'll tell you that. And, hey, he right now, he is the best player in the game. Right now, he is. Because LeBron James is sitting at home right now. So Kevin Durant is the best player in the game at this moment. And I'm going to tell you, the impact that this injury has had is going to affect the draft. It's going to affect free agency. How teams look at different players. Everybody wanted Kevin Durant's services. And now, you could almost put a lock on it that he's going to miss 
the upcoming season. And so you will not see Kevin Durant. And if you do see him, it'll be late March, April. But a lot of people don't even come back because the end of the season is in April. So it really doesn't make sense for him to play next season. All right? But from what I'm hearing around the league, it doesn't matter to the teams. Most of the teams, including my New York Knicks, are still interested in signing Kevin Durant to at least $160 million max deal. And most of the teams are willing to wait the whole year for him to recuperate. And that's a smart move. Now, will he come back, uh, uh, the Kevin Durant that we know? I don't know. Like Coach Luke said, this injury has actually finished a lot of players. A lot of players retire because they can't come back. Some players come back, but they're never the same. They're never the same. Rudy Gay came back, and I mean, he's been back, and now he's with the San Antonio Spurs, but it's taken him three seasons. Now, Rudy Gay had an excellent season this year, but it took a lot of time for him to get his feet back under him. This Achilles situation is serious, people. And I'm going to tell you, when you rupture your Achilles heel, is 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 Achilles tendon, I mean, it's something. It's something big. And um, again, like Coach Luke said, a lot of players don't come back from it. And so now you're looking at uh, teams not only looking at Kevin Durant, but they're looking at other players more closely now too. Players that can help them right away. Players that can help them from free agency um, this season. That's what you're looking at. And so this was just a, a horrific situation. I mean, I was watching it and, and you know, with a bunch of the uh, members from All Bas- all Things Basketball Podcast, and it was silent. It was silent in the room. I mean, we were all looking at this, and it was just a sad, sad situation. I mean, and so, you know, I'm hoping Kevin Durant has a speedy recovery. Um, I understand that the operation went very well, okay, and now he's on the men. You know, he's going to have to go through rehab, a strenuous rehab situation. And so he's going to miss next season, definitely. You won't see Kevin Durant this upcoming season. And, you know, it's just sad that it happened this way. It really is. It was just a sad situation. And, you know, um, again, that's why episode 17 is called Injury Impact. Because this injury impacted the whole NBA from top to bottom. It's really going to dictate how the teams, all of the teams, move going forward. You know, Kevin Durant was on everybody's radar. Some teams, but very few, have backed off. But I think the teams that really want Kevin Durant are still around. The teams that were interested in Kevin Durant from the very beginning are still interested in Kevin Durant because he is a transcending player, all right? And anybody who is a general manager, and I know if Coach Luke was a general manager, I would still sign Kevin Durant and I would wait the whole year for him to get back on the basketball court. I would roll the dice. And hopefully the team, the, my team, the New York Knicks, if they have an opportunity to get Kevin Durant, they need to sign him, roll the dice, and wait a year until he comes back successfully. But it was just horrific. It was, it was so sad to see him go down like that. And so in this, this injury, because he's such an excellent player, has impacted the league. Um, and it, it's kind of put, uh, you know, we love the NBA Finals, 
But I tell you, no one will forget when Kevin Durant went down in the NBA Finals. This is going to be part of the history of this particular Finals. Now, we can't say if he was in the game that that um, that Golden State would win the series. But I tell you, they would have a lot better chance with Kevin Durant on the court than with with him without with with him without being on the court. I'll tell you that. Any team would be better with Kevin Durant on the court as opposed to not being on the court. And I think Coach Luke mentioned that from the young man that asked me that question in the last episode. So I tell you, you know, it's just sad. But, you know, this is basketball. Injuries happen. And, you know, we, we're sending prayers up to one Kevin Durant. You know, he had a successful surgery earlier today. And, you know, where they were saying it was the calf muscle. No, he ruptured his Achilles tendon. That's what it is, an Achilles tendon. And it was everybody's worst nightmare because most people was hoping that it was the calf, but it wasn't. He ruptured his Achilles tendon, and, you know, that's the going on, and that's the situation with one Kevin Durant. And our prayers, he's in all of our prayers, and he's definitely in everybody's prayers at All Things Basketball Podcast. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, and I'm going to follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hey, hit that email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. Well, all right. Tomorrow night, people. Game six. NBA Finals. Toronto Raptors have a one-game lead. The series is 3-2. Going back to Oracle. Now, regardless, win-lose. This is the last game in the Oracle building. This is going to be the last game because the Golden State Warriors are moving up or north of California to San Francisco. They're moving into the San Francisco area. So this will be the last game in Oracle. And of course, you know the defending champs want to, want to finish uh, uh, their last game in Oracle in a bang. But I'm going to tell you, that bad, bad man, Kawhi Leonard, is still smelling blood. And I'm going to tell you, he played his behind off. He performed at a high, high level in game five. And they came up short by one point. And I'll tell you why. The Splash Brothers prevailed. They really performed in game five. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. Draymond Green, DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins ball, people. He showed us what he's worth. Game five. I tell you what, you know, and a lot of people are talking about Coach Nick Nurse calling the timeout with maybe three minutes left. Okay, well, there's ebb and flows in the game of basketball. All right? But I want to tell you guys one thing. No one's perfect. Would Coach Luke have made a call the timeout? No. I would have let the game keep flowing. But I'm not the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. And so Coach Nurse felt he needed to give his guys a little bit of blow. And he called the timeout. All right? And what happened after that timeout? The Splash Brothers went to work. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry really went to work. And the Toronto Raptors, in those last three three minutes, only scored two points. And so that's the outcome of the game. All right, Kyle Lowry had a good look with a few seconds left, and he didn't make the shot. And there we go, 106-105, the Golden State Warriors, and now they've, they're only down by one game. The series is 3-2, going back to the Oracle. And so now, you know, 
the, the series is getting thick. And I told you people, this wasn't going to be a sweep. This wasn't only going to go five games. You know, Coach Luke was hearing these type of things from people like, hey, you know, Golden State's going to blow, blow these guys out. I kept telling you, it's the matchups. Matchups count in basketball. Matchups are really, really important in basketball. And so here we have it. The series is 3-2. All right. We're going back to Oracle. And I tell you, the Toronto Raptors are trying to finish the series off. I really think they have a great chance of stealing this game here and winning the championship at the Oracle. Now, I know a lot of Oakland fans are saying, oh, no, please, Coach Luke, don't say that. They can't win it on our floor. Well, I tell you, they sure can. They sure can, and they might. Because I tell you what, the matchup problems are still there for the defending champs. They have matchup problems in in this whole series. And so I'm thinking that the Raptors have an opportunity of a lifetime right now. And it's not because Kevin Durant won't be playing. I really believe even with Kevin Durant, the Toronto Raptors would have beaten the Golden State Warriors. Now, it would have been much more of a barn burner with Durant in there because Durant brings every, he's much more exciting. He'll make the series more exciting. He's a whole different wrinkle in himself. You know, he's a marksman out there on that floor. But they don't have Kevin Durant, and they're still a very legitimate uh, champion without Durant. And so my feeling is that, the, you know, the Toronto Raptors still will win the series. I said seven, but Toronto has a chance to end this series tomorrow night, people. They just have to apply the pressure defensively now. They have to apply the pressure defensively, and they have to keep Boogie Cousins off the glass. And if they do those two things, then they have a great, great shot of finishing this series. They really do. They have an excellent shot of finishing this series. But, I mean, you know, we're looking at Serge Ibaka, Fred Van Vliet, Norm Powell, all right, Danny Green, L.I. We got to come through. These players got to come through. We already know what we're going to get out of Kawhi. All right? And I tell you what, Kyle Lowry, a lot of people are talking about him. But I like what I see in Kyle Lowry. He's balling. You might not see it in the stat sheets. All right? You might not see 20 points or things of that nature. But as a floor general, Kyle Lowry is really balling right now. He really is. And so you got to give the Toronto Raptors credit. And I also believe that, you know, the defending champions will come out very fast. And they'll probably have a, a, a substantial lead in the very beginning because they're going to try to bury the uh, uh, Toronto Raptors early. They're going to try to take the Toronto Raptors out of the game very, very early. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Toronto's going to be ready for that tactic, and they're going to be ready to perform at a high, high level. And so here we have it. The series is 3-2. The game is in the Oracle, game six, and it's the last game in the Oracle Arena. And, you know, hey, we, 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 we're reaching the point, people. Only two more games, and somebody's going to hoist that trophy. Only two more games, and someone's going to hoist that trophy. All right? Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button. Download, share, like. Download. It's for you, people. Come on. All Things Basketball Podcast. Well, that's episode 17. It was a wonderful, wonderful episode. Again, I appreciate all the listeners, 
everybody that downloads, shares, likes, share your comments. Um, we had the Instagram feed open. We didn't get any training questions, but that's okay. You know, that's okay. Maybe next episode. But this is the beautiful, beautiful day. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in to All Things Basketball Podcast. You know, and hey, God bless and good night.